Welcome to the Dear Nikki Mama podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Martha. And our mission is to connect the past and the present Nikki Mom by celebrating our stories and what our babies have overcome. Whether your NICU journey was 50 years ago or whether you find yourself in the NICU today, we hope that this podcast reminds you that you are not alone. Hello, mamas, and welcome to the Dear Nikki Mama podcast. It's Martha and, of course, Ashley. We are here today to interview the wonderful, the beautiful Heidi. <laughs> Heidi's going to talk to us a little bit about her journey with her daughter, Emily. Emily's journey is different maybe than what we've heard before. Uh, she has something called pulmonary hypertension, and because that's something that we focus on in the month of November in terms of awareness, we thought this would be a perfect story to highlight. Mm-hmm. So if you want to say hi, Heidi. Hello. Welcome. We're so happy to have you. Thank you. Yes. So we met Heidi at our event. Yes. We knew you like online, virtually, like, you know, yes. in the online world. I knew your profile. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we knew your daughter was adorable from your pictures. Yeah. But we got to officially meet you at the event. So it's been fun to call you friend now after we like officially met. Yeah. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was really fun, I thought, because Emily's, she's five, right? Yes. She, since she's five years old, and there were a lot of moms who were, I think, within a year of mm-hmm. their NICU journey, it was really cool to have your perspective there. I thought mm-hmm. you had a lot of wisdom to share, so mm-hmm. I appreciate it. There was one other mom, Cassie, who was there. Yes. Um, we actually met in Minneapolis. Oh, um, in the NICU. So, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. I know. <laughs> I love like NICU friends that like meet in yes. the NICU. I think that's yeah. so special. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> Heidi, why don't you kind of take over the podcast and share a little bit of your journey? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so Emily was born in 2014, mm-hmm. normal pregnancy. Um, I was considered high risk because she was IVF baby, mm. but, um, normal pregnancy. I actually forgot I was pregnant <laughs> some days, which is pretty not heard of, but, um, everything was fine. We actually were induced because I was two days past my due date and they didn't want me to go any further. Um, it, the delivery started out okay. And, Within four hours, it went to disaster. Mm. Um, my epidural failed. I had front and back labor. I had a bubble, um, an air bubble. So I had spinal headaches. Oh, my gosh. Um, Emily's heart rate started to drop during contractions, so they immediately had to stop contractions, and they whisked me off to emergency C-section. And were you under for this? I was completely under because okay. I had too many drugs. Oh, um, my husband, since I was under, he was not allowed in the delivery room. Mm-hmm. Um, so they pulled her out. Um, he came in a few minutes later, so he was able to see her, take a couple of pictures. And then they took her immediately to the NICU because she was in distress. Mm-hmm. She had pneumothorax of the lungs, which is tiny little holes mm-hmm. in your lungs. Um, so they had to intubate her right away. Um, I was still under, so I didn't mm-hmm. see her until... 10 o'clock that night and she was born at 104 Mm. um so it was a long day for my husband lots of mountain dew (laughs) Um, but she for the first couple days she was doing okay so Mm. we thought we thought she was getting better um and then she Wednesday she was born on a Monday Wednesday night she started to go downhill they recommended if we wanted to baptize her, we better do that. Oh, my gosh. So we called our pastor, and she came up and baptized Emily. Um, and actually, our pastor had lost a child quite a few years ago. Um, 
something with her heart. Mm -hmm. And so it was really amazing that she came up and did that. And I don't remember much from the NICU, you know, that haze that Mm -hmm. you're in. But I do remember her baptism, thankfully. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that night, about midnight, they transferred her to Minneapolis. So when you say she was going downhill, what did that look like? Her heart rate was up to the 200s. Oh, Oh my gosh. So, and I think a newborn is about 150. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So her heart rate was in the 200s. Her oxygen levels were not great um, because they kept doing blood gases where they would test her blood versus like a thing on the finger. Mm -hmm. So she just, she really started going downhill. And when she left, you know, because I had had major surgery, they didn't know, uh, or I couldn't go with. So when she left, we didn't know if we'd see her alive again. Mm -hmm. So, and I, I think for most people, the, they never anticipate to see themselves or their baby in the NICU. Mm -hmm. When you first heard that she was in the NICU and she wasn't going to just be placed in your arms when they told you that she wasn't improving and that they were going to have to um, transport her. What what was going through your head and how were you processing it? I think we didn't. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think you're so overwhelmed and all you care about is your child and mm-hmm. doing whatever they have to to fix them Mm -hmm. um we never once questioned the doctors yeah never Mm -hmm. once we said do whatever you have to do it it wasn't even a question um when she was brought down to minneapolis uh she was put on ecmo which basically they take the blood out um Mm -hmm. from a catheter in the arm or excuse me in the neck and they oxygenate the blood and they put it back in and they said just putting her on that was Mm life-threatening but we said we have to try it's um, basically last chance life support. Mm. Um, so we just knew we had to do whatever we had to, and we didn't mm. question anything. We knew. And you weren't there. You were yeah, still. I was just gonna ask. That. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We were. We stayed at my in-laws that night um, when she was released. They released me too, and we stayed at my in-laws because we didn't want to go home and see her room. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember the call at 9 a.m. of them getting the approval to put her on ECMO. Mm-hmm. And my husband and I just kind of huddled around the cell phone and took the call and said, yes, absolutely, put her on. Mm -hmm. And then they would call us later and tell us that she was on successfully and Mm -hmm. we were good to go. Wow. So after you heard that it was successful, then did you guys start making plans to head that way or what did that look like? Yep. So my dad actually came with us um, to Minneapolis and thankfully he did because we stopped for lunch in Fergus Falls and we stopped... Um, went through the drive-thru and we ordered and my husband said where's the drive-thru window like he's in the drive-thru and he's like where's the window he his mental state was just so gone that he couldn't find the drive-thru oh my gosh oh my gosh so thankfully my dad said pull over and you know we'll switch spots and I'll I'll drive so my dad drove us the rest of the way but it was just I mean that's kind of our journey, though, is we decided to take humor. Mm-hmm. You know, we, you know, and I'm sitting in the backseat just drugged out of my mind. But, <laughs> yeah. And, and you're no. recovering from the C-section, <laughs> yeah. which yeah. is already, yeah. yeah. You know, but that's kind of the point where we saw we needed humor in our life. We needed humor in this time, and that's kind of when we ran with it. And we chose to laugh about things. We chose to, you know, take a little time for ourselves, watch a movie, 
mm-hmm. laugh, you know, just kind of have fun as much as we could too, mm-hmm. because yeah. we didn't want to just drown in yeah everything that was going on. Right. Yeah. So we got down to Minneapolis. Um, we went straight to the hospital. We saw her immediately. Um, they had her all hooked up. Mm-hmm. And our pastor, their daughter, had been at the same hospital. Oh, my gosh. So wow. they had actually called some higher-ups to come meet us, um, but we got there a little too late, so we missed them. Mm-hmm. But it was just amazing, the support system that we had in this completely different hospital, mm-hmm. four hours from home. Yeah. You know, it just, it was truly amazing, and they took really great care of her, and, you know, we were so thankful that she was transferred there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's I always think it's incredible to see how the network immediately kind of reaches out towards towards mm-hmm. new moms in the situation and mm-hmm. I think that's really really mm-hmm. special. And so when you saw her, you know, was she still on ECMO? Yes. Okay. She they warned us that she would be on it um for I think it was up to two weeks that they would allow it. Okay. Um they said kind of over two weeks that really that wouldn't improve anything mm. um, but she was on it for four days wow. so we like to say she kicked butt yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they said however long she's on ECMO that's how long she'll be on the vent she was on the vent for two days mm. after that and they took her off um, she did amazing the nurses told us to take pictures of the equipment mm-hmm. I would have never thought to do something like that but now I have pictures of all her equipment oh that's a great and, idea and uh, one of my best friends from Wisconsin her and her sister had come one of those days and her sister's a photographer and took our newborn photos oh, yeah. of Emily so they're a little bit different but mm. you know it's just still something that we really treasured because mm-hmm. um, we were trying to document everything and keep people informed my Facebook quickly became Emily's Facebook <laughs> it still is to this day yeah. if I post anything about myself I yeah. get like zero likes <laughs> if it's about her it's like 60 <laughs> now I'm going to make an effort to really like like all of your posts about you and make a lot of comments cute hair Heidi <laughs> thanks oh, oh man I love it so we were down there for um, five and a half weeks. And my was husband. this just monitoring her heart rate and her oxygen, or what was kind yep, of the um, She was still on pain meds. Okay. Um, it kind of just bounced back and forth because down there they did a rotation of doctors. So it was one doctor on for one week, and then the weekend was a new doctor. And we never had the same doctor. Mm-hmm. And I think as a parent, you're frustrated with that. Mm-hmm. You just want to go home. Mm-hmm. You just want to snuggle your kid. Yeah. But um, eventually... We got our ECMO doctor back, and she's like, why are you still here? And I said, well, she's still on a little bit of pain meds. And she said, oh, no, you're going home. We're giving you a wean schedule. You're going home. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank you. Yeah. So wow. we went home with morphine still, and, you know, little by little, we weaned that down, and then she was done when we wow. got home. Hmm. She was still on oxygen. Um, a couple more months after we got home but we just tried to enjoy life with her yeah and during all that time was she was also diagnosed with the pulmonary hypertension okay and the pulmonary if i want to know was she, when she was first kind of going downhill at this at the hospital here where you mm-hmm. live was that related to the pulmonary hypertension they had never said that okay. up here wow. we didn't hear pulmonary hypertension until after ECMO. wow to wow. my knowledge. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
So the two of us sitting here, we uh, have uh, not a lot of medical degrees. We have zero medical degrees degrees. between (laughs) us. Um, So could you explain to us in layman terms what pulmonary hypertension is? I also am not a doctor. So the three of us... Total zero medical degrees. But yes. I often play one. Yes. There you go. <laughs> I play one in my normal life. Yes. Um, pulmonary hypertension is basically the narrowing of the arteries okay. in your lungs. Um, it You look at an artery, it's obviously not the right size, but, I mean, take your fist and make a hole and then shrink it, you know, maybe three times. Mm-hmm. And that's a pul- pulmonary hypertension artery. In the lungs? In the lungs. Okay. Mm-hmm. So everything is working harder mm. to get through. Because everything is working harder, your heart is enlarged. Normally mm. the right side of your heart is enlarged. So you then have heart and lung issues. Mm. So it, I don't know, it's it's kind of hard to explain. I have to Google it often still. Sure. Wow. Um, and it took my husband quite a long time to explain it to me because I was, so out of it and just yeah. everything that we went through I I didn't know how to explain it to people mm-hmm. um but we once we got home we actually thought she was healthy mm-hmm. we thought she was fine we thought everything was going up and and we were just on our way and clean bill of health and mm-hmm. it just didn't end up being true mm-hmm. when you got the diagnosis what did they say that would mean for her mm-hmm. quality of life how did they describe that to you they didn't really say anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were sent home and we had um, cardiology appointments. We kept her doctor from Minneapolis, mm-hmm. who actually comes up to Fargo um, and sees patients up here. Because Fargo just unfortunately doesn't know a whole lot about it. It is a specialty mm-hmm. um, illness. Mm-hmm. So they really don't know anything here unless it's an adult. Um, so they just don't want to touch her at all. So we kept her cardiologist from Minneapolis. And, you know, he didn't really see anything on her echocardiograms either. Every We were doing them every three months at that point. He didn't see anything because her pressures were so low mm-hmm. that he thought she was healthy. Mm-hmm. So we just went on with our life. And then at 17 months, she got sick. 17 months ago today, she got sick. She had pneumonia. Um, so we were admitted for 10 days, ended up in the PICU in Fargo. Um, and that's when they brought up the pulmonary hypertension again. Yeah. Um, and that's when they said, we need to put her on meds. Um, and that's another conversation I'll never forget sitting in the PICU. And the doctor says, okay, we're going to put her on Viagra. Oh, what? <laughs> oh my gosh. What? And he, he just kept talking. He's like, we're going to put her on blah 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 and oh my gosh wait wait, wait. can we go back and he and the nurse just start laughing because they know what's going through my head yes 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 i had no clue that their original use of Viagra was blood pressure sure because it expands the blood oh sure okay all right I'm like all so right, awesome. my at that point my two and a half year old son Viagra. Awesome. <laughs> That's great. I see what you mean about the humor coming in. I yes. mean, there's just some parts of your story that you're like, 
okay, how can you not laugh about yeah. that? You know what I mean? Yeah, you have to. I yeah. think that's what really gets us through in life. Yeah. So they put her on the Viagra. Um, ten I'm days. sorry, I just did not want it one okay. time. Okay. And now it's out of my system. Now it's out of my I'll system. use the real medical. No, medical terms. They put her on Sildenafil. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> and we were released after 10 days, um, being cooped up in a hospital room for 10 days with oh. a two-year-old or 17-month-old oh, mm-hmm. is impossible. Um, so they put her on the Sildenafil. We left on oxygen, um, and she's mm. been on it ever since. Um, and then we started more doctor's appointments with her cardiologist, mm. and that's when we also ended up having to do heart caths, um, which we have to go to Minneapolis for to do those because they won't do them here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just checks... That's the really only accurate way to check her pressures in her heart and her lungs to do the heart cath. So can you explain what a heart cath is or what the procedure is like for a Um, They uh, put her under, and I'm very thankful in Minneapolis they let us bring her into the operating room. Um, It just calms the child. It it calms the parent, too. Of course. Um, Every procedure, my husband and I actually switch back and forth. So he'll Mm -hmm. do one year, I'll do the next year. Um, he didn't prepare me for when it was my first time, but I was a little mad at that, but (laughs) I'll forgive him. Um, basically they take her into, um, the operating room. She is under and they actually take a tiny little catheter and it goes in the groin area, Mm -hmm. um, basically where your leg meets your hip. Um, and they go through your veins into your heart, check the pressures. Oh my gosh, it's incredible. Um, They turn... Her oxygen off to see how she's responding. Turn her oxygen on to see how she responds. Mm-hmm. And if it goes down, they also turn on nitric, um, see if she responds anymore. Um, Emily is a responder to oral meds and a responder to oxygen. Um, so we've just kind of continued our mm-hmm. same journey of meds and oxygen. And she's had three caths now. Mm-hmm. And she will have her fourth um, in January. Wow. Yeah. I just want to say I'm so impressed with just how you articulate all of this medical information. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that really is a testament to the mother that you are and how you advocate so well for mm-hmm. her. Just hearing how you're like, yeah. No. I mean, I couldn't even repeat it because they were like such big words. <laughs> I could repeat Viagra. <laughs> We can do that. <laughs> that one we can do. <laughs> yeah. um, but just how you've so eloquently explained these very intense medical procedures is really um, incredible just to, to watch and hear you talk about them. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just a testament to how you advocate for her. Thank you. It's amazing. Thank you. And, and so, that actually, I mean, how I advocate for her, that's our job. Right. As mm-hmm. the parent. That's our job as a guardian Mm -hmm. to, or even as an adult, even if it's not your kid, to advocate for those children. They don't have a voice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. That's so true. So about, you know, the the pulmonary hypertension. So it kind of was mentioned at one point Mm -hmm. and you lived a certain amount of her life Mm -hmm. carefree about it. And she did go off oxygen at at a point, right? And I think I remember from previous conversations she got sick when she went to daycare, right? Yes. We had a sitter in our home, mm-hmm. um, our neighbor, amazing woman, Heather. Yeah. Um, she came into our home from the time Emily was born um, when I went back to work, and she watched Emily in our home. She was great with her. Um, then when Emily was 15 months, she had to go back to work, mm-hmm. and Emily went to the daycare with the approval of her doctors. 
Uh, she was there for two and a half months, and she had four colds, mm-hmm. five ear infections, a respiratory illness that landed her two days in the hospital. Oh my gosh! The month before. Wow. And then finally the pneumonia. Wow. For ten days, and that's when we pulled her, yeah. and we begged. Heather to come back, and she did. Oh, (laughs) so Heather actually ended up watching Emily um, for five years. Wow, minus those two and a half months. Right. So I mean, what a what whiplash for you though to feel like that part of our journey is done. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we thought we were normal family. Yeah. And normal. Yeah, the quotes. I I use the quotes often. Normal. Right. Um, We we thought we were just carefree and everything was great and. Mm Then to be just kind of whipped right back to where she was when mm-hmm. she was born. Mm-hmm. Um, it's traumatic for yeah. her. It's traumatic for us. Mm-hmm. So what was it like for you guys as parents to have a, quote, again, quotes, normal pregnancy, you had a NICU stay, and then, so you're just all of a sudden thrown into this world of heart and lungs and all this terminology like I know you said humor was kind of how you processed Mm -hmm. it but like what was it like for you to just like all of a sudden become a heart mama (laughs) I think you know it goes and I saw it on someone else's post uh, someone said the whole dreaded statement I don't know how you do it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I saw how the other mama responded she gave her a heart and she's said some other answer and I messaged her privately and I said I saw that question I Mm -hmm. saw your answer and you just do it you just do Mm -hmm. right you know I yeah I don't know any different yeah Yeah. that's Mm -hmm. that's our world and I guess I wouldn't and obviously I would have liked her to be healthy but Mm -hmm. I wouldn't change it for anything right I think our family unit is so much closer Mm -hmm. that I, I wouldn't change it. No. Hmm. What does this diagnosis mean for Emily's future in her life? This one might make me cry. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, it's really kind of unknown because every every child is different, mm-hmm. just like a quote-unquote normal mm-hmm. child. Um, every child's different. Every diagnosis is different. Um, Emily is on a great path. We don't even see a specialist. We just see her cardiologist. Um but there's other kids that are sicker. There's other kids who have passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other kids that are on medicine pumps where if the pump turns off for some reason or fails, they could die within 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that always weighs in our mind that the possibilities of what it could be. Um, Extreme cases, it could mean a double lung transplant. It could mean a heart transplant. It could mean both. Um, it just, we don't know. Yeah. So we take every day and just live it however we can. Mm-hmm. She gets whatever she wants. <laughs> <laughs> to a point. Right, yeah. of course. Um, but, you know, we just kind of live. Mm. I, from, you know, what I've seen of what you share of your life online and our conversations. I think it's incredible how much joy you preserve mm-hmm. for her. Mm-hmm. Obviously she, she is knowledgeable about her situation and understands it, but I think you preserve her life mm-hmm. from, from fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and that makes you, uh, I think a saint and a warrior because, mm-hmm. and you know, all parents have to kind of take on the brunt, I think of their parent of their children's 
uh, lives, you know, you absorb a lot of their pain, but I, I think it's clear that you've done that more than, more than, uh, you know, someone else off the street would have. And mm-hmm. I think it's, that's pretty miraculous. Yeah. I, I always say that Emily's my hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's, she's the one that goes through it all. Mm-hmm. I'm just there to help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that the other thing that brings it up, I, you know, whenever she gets sick then, you know, you've just, you posted a little bit about she's kind of going through a little season of sickness, which makes yeah. sense because it's the season. Oh, School just went back in session. Yeah, yeah. Um, can you talk about maybe, if you're comfortable, how those triggers feel for you? For you? How do you cope with that, that yeah. fear when it comes up? I have never saw myself as someone that had PTSD. Mm-hmm. I never thought I did. I thought I just was handling everything great. Mm-hmm. But recently... I've kind of saw things and I've realized that I do, Mm -hmm. but I actually ran across something that said, you don't have post-traumatic syndrome. You actually have chronic traumatic Mm -hmm. syndrome. So CTSD. Mm -hmm. Um, And because our, our journey's not done. Yeah. It's ongoing. Right. Um, so I've I've recently realized that. Mm-hmm. She's been sick the last couple of weeks with a cold, but I have to say she's the last one in her classroom to get sick. Oh, <laughs> <got> Emily. <laughs> Hashtag can so, cutie. So um, I was pretty proud of the yes. long heart kid, the last one in her class to yeah. get sick. The last one I know of to get sick. Um, mm-hmm. So it's kind of nice that yeah. mm-hmm. you know whatever we're doing is working so yeah um she's had a little cold that she was going through we um you know it, it brings up so much and you worry with a lung kid of pneumonia or mm. bronchitis anything like that um we were in the doctor's office four times in eight days mm. oh man partially because i was freaking out worrying about her lungs mm. um so we were checking that a couple times, and then it ended up being a sinus infection, which I knew because, yeah. you know, my playing a doctor. <laughs> um, so we were in four times in eight days. Um, mm. Finally got her on meds, feeling better, yeah. um, but wasn't completely gone. So we had to go into the doctor again. Yeah. So um, it just really brings up anxiety. Mm-hmm. It makes you anxious. It makes you worry every little cough she yeah. has. I then, my heart rate goes sky high. I worry that something's going to happen. During all this time, too, my nephew was sick. Mm -hmm. And um, he ended up in the hospital with pneumonia. Mm -hmm. So then that also triggers me because then I worry, well, were they around each other? You know, whatever he had, did Emily get that? Is that Mm -hmm. why she's sick? Right. You know, it just every little thing Mm -hmm. bothers you. Grandma watches her now. She said she has laryngitis. So then you worry, yeah. you know, Dr. Google, yeah, is laryngitis contagious? You know, you're just constantly, mm-hmm. I don't like using mm-hmm. Google, but that's how I got my doctorate. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're constantly weighing the pros yeah. and cons of mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. life. And I yeah. think that's the same for anyone, yep. Um, yep. any preemie. Mm-hmm. Mama or sick mama or normal. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. true. Parent. Yeah. I think they always are worrying mm-hmm. on that first cold or any cold or, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. especially this season that's coming up. You know, flu season's already here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've known a handful of people with flu already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Get your flu shot. Yes. 
Um, don't do it for yourself. Do right. It for the kids. Do yes. for, yeah. Please. I mean, do it for yourself. I just, anyway. We're gonna get I digress. Back. We're going to get back on. Yeah. Go back to that Dr. Hansen episode. Listen, I repeat. Oh, my gosh. I think it's really interesting that you brought it. I saw that exact same post about chronic traumatic stress mm-hmm. disorder, which I think is also sometimes called complex traumatic stress disorder. And it's really interesting because I think people who live in the not medically fragile children or um, special needs children world, uh, researchers are starting to find that their levels of cortisol, their experiences, how their bodies react to what's happening to them mm-hmm. is comparable to people who are like in war zones yeah. or who've experienced, mm-hmm. you know, long life, uh, lifelong abuse, things like that. I, so I think, um, it's really, I, I'm so appreciate you sharing that be- yeah. because the mamas on here, I think they need to understand that mm-hmm. you be, be so compassionate with yourself mm-hmm. because you are, you're facing traumas daily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not like it happened once and it's done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's so wise of you to bring up. Yeah. In, uh, not to go off another tangent, but you mentioned that she's in kindergarten and she's preschool, 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 sorry. And she's in school, um, which is so exciting. The pictures that you sent were so cute. So cute. (laughs) She's such a sweetheart. I love her first day of school picture. Yeah. It's really cute. cute. Um, but we had you share, um, kind of a series of posts for us on our social media about pulmonary hypertension and you mentioned the staring. Yes. And so could you touch on that and just kind of how sure. you guys have navigated through educating strangers that find themselves staring or mm-hmm. how you've talked with Emily about that? I think that's such a good point to bring up. Um, yeah. Um, you know, I guess when I look back, maybe I stared at people. You know, mm-hmm. you didn't think you did, but you did. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you still do, even if I have a special needs child. But the first time, I mean, we've always gotten stares since she's been on oxygen. No one wants to see a kid on oxygen. Mm -hmm. No one wants to see a kid in a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. No one wants to see that. Um, But it's reality. Mm -hmm. So the first time she actually noticed, she was four, we were at PJ Mask Live. The little boy and his mom in front of us kept turning around, staring at her. Mm -hmm. And she finally asked me, why is he staring? Mm -hmm. And I said... He just doesn't know. Just smile and say hi. Mm-hmm. And that's what we've always taught her. You know, it's grown-ups that stare. It's kids that stare. Yeah. We've always taught her, just say hi. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the few people um, have asked, well, why is she on oxygen? Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for asking. Mm-hmm. Thank you for, you know, taking the time. We've had kids ask, and we are more than willing to share that. Um, every, every beginning of church school, um, every season we introduce Emily we talk about her oxygen. Um, Mm -hmm. the first day of school, the teacher, she talked about Emily's oxygen Mm -hmm. and, you know, kids are so resilient. Oh yeah. They, they just want to know they're curious. Mm -hmm. And when they're pulling their mom's sleeve and saying, why is she on that? Why does she have that on her nose? Just answer them. Mm-hmm. If you don't know the answer, it doesn't even have to be correct. Yeah. Just answer them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's that's awesome advice. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, oh, no. When Emily was younger, we always told her that it helped her breathe, the oxygen. But really, it's therapy for her lungs. Mm-hmm. So now as she's gotten older, she knows that she doesn't need it to breathe to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we've had to kind of switch gears. And now we tell her it's medicine. Yeah. So that's yeah. what she tells people is mm-hmm. that her... Um, I forget how she says it, her cannula 
Uh, <laughs> cannula <laughs> is medicine for her lungs. Yes. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> I I so appreciate the things that you posted about that topic. And Kendra, one of the our the Dear Nick Mama leadership team members, she she says a lot of, of a lot of the same things. Mm-hmm. You know, I do have to warn: not everyone is as open. That's true. Not everyone wants sure. to be asked. That's why I always tell Emily: just smile and say yeah. hi. Mm-hmm. You know, even if they're not asking, just just smile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of a stare. Or, right. Yeah. I actually I turn into Mama Bear and oh, I I'm stare sure. back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're staring at Emily and I'm staring yeah, at them, them and eventually their eyes do come up to us. Yeah. And then they just quickly look away. away. <laughs> but there's a difference between staring and and smiling, like you said. Yeah. It's a really subtle thing. They're yeah. just waving. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just yep. Mm-hmm. Such an important interaction. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So you also wrote in your post of how you guys just embrace every day. You kind of just like lived every day as if that oxygen wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So what, you know, encouragement would you have for other, either families with kids who have pulmonary hypertension or more medically fragile? Like how have you guys embraced life? What, what encouragement would you give them? I think just, like I said, just live every day. I mean, I know there's the scary stuff out there, the germs, whatever. Um, get out. Mm-hmm. You can still go to the zoo. You can still go to the mall. You know, just have a little bit more of a bubble. Mm-hmm. But you can still be that magical word normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it took us a long time to realize that. Mm-hmm. Longer than I wished it had. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it actually took Emily's Make a Wish trip for us to realize mm-hmm. that we can do it. Mm-hmm. We can travel. We can, mm-hmm. you know, we can go for weekends in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. We can travel on a plane you yeah. know we're actually planning hopefully to go back to disney world um, in about a year and a half yes. so, <laughs> i will live place. vicariously through your photos <laughs> i have so many friends that go every year and i'm so jealous all oh the time yeah. so you know we we told emily we'd go back because we did miss a few things because it we have the mentality of you see what you see you don't it's sure. fine yeah. You know, we, we know nothing's perfect. Mm-hmm. We know trips out to the mall take planning. Um, mm-hmm. Trips to family takes planning. You mm-hmm. got to make sure you have batteries. You got to make sure you got tanks. Mm-hmm. You got extra supplies just in case. Yeah. Medicine, you know, it it takes more planning, but it's still doable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I say just any parent, do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't live in your, I mean, don't be stuck in your house. Obviously, in the winter, you probably want to, and that's okay. But, you know, otherwise, take advantage of, of every minute you have because yeah. you don't know when it's going to be gone. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. Any other any other um, thing you'd like to add about pulmonary hypertension or anything? Or I mean, I think the only thing is how rare it is. I mean, it's extremely rare. It can take two to three years to get a diagnosis. Oh um, for other kids um, or even adults um, it can take two to three years to get a diagnosis average medicine costs can be a hundred thousand dollars a year oh my gosh uh, Emily has two meds um, one of them is for insurance is three hundred fifty dollars a month mm. the other one is fifty four hundred dollars a month oh my gosh 
which could set me off on a whole nother oh, tangent yeah. about the cost of medicine. Yeah. Um, you know, and then include all your procedures, mm-hmm. all of that. And the equipment, The too. equipment yeah. that we rent mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I mean, it adds up, mm-hmm. you know, and <clears throat> there's no help. You know, we do have a grant for her meds, so that does help a little bit. But, um, you know, there's there's no help otherwise. There's no state funding for medical equipment yeah. where you can have lower electricity bills. You know, our electricity bill is $50 higher because her machine. Wow. You know, it's just, it's things that people don't think of. Mm-hmm. Um, there is four, I think it's 14 um, FDA approved drugs for adults. There is one for children. Mm-hmm. And that was within the last year. Wow. Um, you know, I could go off. Yeah. So many facts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It blows my mind. And every year in November, we have Pulmonary Hypertension Awareness Month. And I didn't used to participate in it, but the last couple of years I have. And mm-hmm. it, it may not get a lot of likes or comments or people maybe just scroll right over it. But I figure if I can touch one person, mm-hmm. yeah, just one person. Mm-hmm. If they can see it and learn a little bit more about it mm-hmm. um, and how rare it is, how many kids actually have it um, worldwide. There's, I have a support group on Facebook. Um, they started it, I think it was in 2012, and there was 100 parents in the support group. There's over 1,000. Wow. Now. Mm-hmm. We've lost many kids. We have some that have gradually gotten better it's just an array of diagnoses there but it's a support group that you need Mm -hmm. maybe to end you could just kind of break about emily and how i mean i mean you could probably talk for two days (laughs) i could but um you know we we get the honor and privilege of seeing her your post with her and she's just the happiest sweetest girl oh my gosh she looks just like you too. yeah and you guys and I look are like my mom and you guys oh are my twins gosh. yeah how fun is that <laughs> she's got amazing dimples too just one just the one oh, yeah okay. oh cute a unidimple, a unidimple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so how how does emily amaze you every day just with this diagnosis i mean it seems doesn't seem to slow her down a bit how yeah. i mean just break on her a little bit she you would never know she was sick. If mm-hmm. she didn't have her accident, you would never know. Mm-hmm. She wants to be like any other kid. Mm-hmm. She The only thing she wanted in life was to make friends. Mm-hmm. So it was great when she went to school because she has made friends. Oh, oh my gosh. She's so got a few girls that she tells me about every <sighs> single day. <laughs> I love that. And I'm waiting for the school composite picture so I can see what these you friends can. are. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> Um, she's just amazing. She's so smart. She, mm-hmm. um, she's just taken off in school. They're actually reducing some of her services because she's wow. just taken off. That's um, great. Awesome. She just, she loves life. Mm. Loves life. And most importantly, she loves Christmas. Yes. Yes. Oh, this is such a fun time. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I think I want to decorate for Christmas more and more earlier. Yes. Yeah. Because as she's gotten older, She's just become more aware of what it is yeah. and uh-huh. and why we celebrate. And she just, yes. she's so smart. She, um, last night in the bath, she actually amused me because she um, was talking about bones. 
And she's like, why do we have bones? And I was like, well, we'd fall apart if we didn't have bones. <laughs> and she said, well, octopuses don't have bones. Okay, well, okay, <laughs> I get it. I didn't even know that. <laughs> I'm in my 30s, and I did not know that. <laughs> so she's just so smart. Every week oh, yeah. she goes to the library, and she picks out a book that yeah. she can learn from. Last week it was math, oh, and she goodness. was she was excited. That's wow. awesome. Yeah. Oh my she gosh. just she's an amazing kid. She yeah. doesn't let her oxygen stop her. Um, at home she's and at school she's on a twenty five foot cord plus her seven feet from her cannula. <laughs> so, you know, she's on this longer cord, but then when we go to church or elsewhere at a store, she's on a short cord. Sure. So she runs and then she <laughs> <laughs> Oh poor girl <laughs> hits that edge. <Yeah. laughs> Um, before we used to have tape on her face, so it would hurt her. Yeah. And, and you know, she, you'd kind of see her spring back, but yeah. now she doesn't, now she's grown and she doesn't need that. So her cord just flies off her face, yeah. but you know, and our humor comes back and when we're at church or somewhere, she's running around with the other kids and the other kids are running a little bit too far than what I'm used to with Emily. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, cook. <laughs> they are not on a cord. They're not on a cord. <laughs> <laughs> they are not on a yeah. cord. So, you know, it just, she brightens our day every day. Yeah. And yeah. she doesn't know my personal bubble space. <laughs> but she says, I don't have one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm mom, so I don't get a bubble space. Cool. So, Write that down she, for five years from now. <laughs> but oh. she's just an amazing kid. Yeah. And I, yeah, like you is. said, I could brag on her for two days. Of course. Oh it's in my Facebook has turned into Emily Stolberg. I love it. I think it's so awesome. I mean, I think that Emily being in school and, you know, showing kids that she's on oxygen only, I feel like, increases kids' compassion. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think sometimes is we don't know what we don't see and we mm-hmm. don't know what we don't educate ourselves on. And mm-hmm. so I feel like Emily is just already doing so much with her life and just educating and showing that, you know, she's resilient and Mm -hmm. that's just amazing too. And for the last two years, I mean, I know everyone changes what they want to be when they're younger to when they get older, but for the two year, the last two years, she has been pretty consistent and she wants to be a cardiologist. Oh Oh my gosh. That's so cute. Oh my gosh. She wants to help kids like her. Oh She's amazing. And she's reading my zero. Math, and yeah. I feel like that's very, like, I could see her being what? a cardiologist. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, oh That's man. so amazing. I didn't read them when they were required reading. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's so awesome. And I also think everything that you're saying is wonderful about her, we all need to remember, is because you're her mom. Mm-hmm. And I know it's so hard to take compliments, but... They're special because you give them the space to be special. So that's a testament to you as a parent. Yeah, Yeah. You know, back to when you said advice of another special need parent um, or pulmonary hypertension, whatever, maybe any parent, um, let them be. Just let them go. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to cuddle them. You want to coddle them. You want to do everything for them. But they're never going to learn if you don't let them. You know, my, my husband, he'll hate me for saying this, but he does, you know, smother Emily a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And I I make her do things. And, you know, now she's standing up to dad and saying, I can do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, they want to be just like any other kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And she is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think she's living really fully. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for sharing yeah. her with us. 
Thank yeah. you for allowing me to. Oh, yeah. absolutely. This was so insightful. Well, a big thank you to Heidi for being here and for educating us a little bit more about pulmonary hypertension and just sharing the beauty of your life with Emily. It's it's really been mm-hmm. uh, awe-inspiring. So mm-hmm. thank you so much. As always, we will link how to stay connected yeah. with Dear Nikki Mama. And maybe, Heidi, you can send me a couple like online resources for pulmonary hypertension that you have found helpful. Sure. Um, we can link those as well for those interested in learning more. But um, thank you so much for listening. And once again, Heidi, for sharing your story. Have a good rest of your day. If you love this podcast and would like to hear more amazing stories, please consider becoming a member of the Dear NICU Mama Patreon page. In addition to special merchandise and early access to content, Patreon members support the mission, programs, and services of Dear NICU Mama. You can find the link on the description of this episode. As always, if you'd like to hear more from Dear NICU Mama, click subscribe. Welcome to the sisterhood.